Hey there, and welcome back to Nature Boost. I'm Jill Pritchard with the Missouri Department of Conservation. All right, so in February, we spoke with herpetologist Jeff Brigler about how reptiles and amphibians survive in the winter, and this episode builds on that. During spring season, our reptilian and amphibious friends are kind of doing what we humans are doing, coming out of our homes, stretching our legs, breathing in that sweet spring air, and soaking up as much sunlight as we can in between all of the rain, of course. And as they emerge, one reptile is very common on the roads, Missouri's turtles. Common species you'll see on the roads include the three-toed box turtle, ornate box turtle, and sometimes even snapping turtles. They're emerging from their dens, males are in search of food and a mate, and the females will soon be looking for a place to lay their eggs. They can often spend years in the same plot of ground, but did you know they can wander great distances? Biologists have used tracking devices in the past to follow turtles, and in one case, a turtle crossed roads fields, backyards, swam a creek, and burrowed under a fence. And when biologists ultimately stopped following him, the turtle had traveled more than six miles. As we've discussed, turtles are ectothermic animals or cold-blooded, meaning they depend on external sources of heat to determine their body temperature. So this is why you see them on the warm asphalt during spring days or sometimes even sunning themselves on logs. Unfortunately, vehicles have a huge impact on box turtle population declines, which is why you should really be cautious on the roads this spring and slow down if you see a turtle in the road. If you really want to be a turtle hero, you can help them make it safely across, but only move it in the direction it's traveling. Don't take it back to where it was coming from and do not relocate turtles because I just learned something that really blows my mind. Maybe you already know it, but turtles remember where they live. They have that route memorized. Uh, Jeff Brigler was talking about this in our February episode. Turtles and animals just in general, they're kind of like us. They have the same range and they go to the same places every day and they have the same route. If you totally relocate a turtle, you've taken it away from its home and that's the saddest thing that I've ever heard. The turtle won't know where to get food or shelter, so just don't relocate them. We can help them get safely across the street, but don't abduct them and make them search for new homes and food sources. Do you break for turtles? Every time. <laughs> I love turtles. They're the best. Do you break for turtles? Of course I do. Ma'am, do you break for turtles? I often break for turtles and I will get out of my car and help them across the, the road safely, of course, but I always try and send them in the direction they're going because um, I don't want to get in the way of, you know, their next steps or their next journey. Turtles can live a long time. Most Missouri turtles can live up to 30 years, but the common box turtle can live up to 80, occasionally living more than a century. These reptiles are best left in the wild. Taking wildlife as a pet usually ends in a slow death because wildlife requires special care, special permits. So just remember, in general, leave wildlife wild, leave turtles in the wild, 
follow the speed limit when you're driving, keep your eyes on the road for our turtley friends. I would be absolutely doing you a disservice if I did not talk about Missouri's most famous turtle in this episode. I traveled up to Powder Valley Nature Center near St. Louis to speak with naturalist Shelly Kalatsky about peanut. Peanut is a red-eared slider who gained national and even worldwide fame as an anti-littering mascot. So in 1993, she was found at the Bush Conservation Area and brought to the St. Louis Zoo. She was estimated to be nine years old. So 1984, so she's my age. (laughs) So 1984 is roughly when she was born. And so that brings her to being almost, well, she'll be 39 this year. So she turned 38 last year. The zoo sent her to Bush Wildlife um, at their education uh, center. And so she was an education animal there. She traveled all over like the state fair and traveled all over as a spokes turtle for like um, the No More Trash. So she's like the big mascot for the No More Trash for MoDOT. And then in 2010, she was brought to Powder Valley for her retirement. (laughs) (laughs) She's in her golden years here. Yes. Yeah, she's been in her golden years. So she doesn't go off-site anymore to any programs, but people can come here to see her. So she was found with the, like a... Yeah. Yes. She was found with the soda, like, you know, Gatorade bottle, soda bottle, six-pack bottle, whatever, you know, the bottle, the plastic rings. Right. So it was wrapped around her shell, uh, and since that's what we call her peanut, because actually it it pinched, the way it was growing around her, it pinched the middle of her shell, um, and essentially was squeezing everything in there and grew around that way. Litter like that can cause a lot of damage. And she has had damage. Surprisingly, she's been healthy, but she's had, because of the constriction of her internal organs, she's had a lot of issues with the eggs not properly forming. So she had surgery because of that. You know, they, she wasn't able to actually have their eggs formed. And essentially, she had a, a spay. So she was spayed because she could not pass through those. And so it was causing issues. Yeah. yeah. She's obviously been an icon for the anti-littering campaigns. What has been the general response from the public whenever they see her here? Can you comment on that? Yeah, it's been it's been fantastic. I, I see, you know, we have her little biography type bi- background and kind of like say no to littering type of thing. So it's really nice because a lot of the parents will bring their kids over to that and say, look, this is why we cut the rings on the plastic. So they, you know, we don't even mention, well, we might mention that, but it's really nice to see parents telling their kids, this is why we cut the rings and this is why we, you know, throw away the trash. So it's really nice to see that message here as well as other places. So Peanut is a red I think I might have scared her a little bit. Her head kind of went in here. I'm sorry. I'll try to be a little bit more quiet for you, Peanut. Sorry. (laughs) She, yeah, she might be used to it. Um, so she's a red-eared slider. Red-eared slider. Yep. So it's the most common turtle we have in Missouri. Well, at least most common aquatic turtle we have in the state. In fact, um, uh, they're really common a lot of places. In fact, might be one of the most invasive turtles in other places of the world because people often have this pet trade, and so you know people release them. So just like people release things here, apparently people. People release them in other parts of the world. You know, that's so interesting. I We always think about it, invasive species, you know, um, non-native in Missouri, but I never think about how our native species could be invasive other places. Right. I never yep. flipped it around. Yeah. It's interesting <laughs> to, to think about it that way. Okay. And yeah. Um, yes. Turtles big in the, in the illegal pet trade. Yes. Yeah. 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 So and this is, like I said, a very super common turtle that people find all over the place. 
and um, often we've seen people, you know, I've never seen people releasing them, but you've seen evidence of people releasing even their, their pet turtles into other ponds, you know, because they don't want to take care of them anymore type of thing. So as you can see, peanut, it's a pretty good commitment because their um, typical lifespan is, well, their maximum lifespan is around 40 years in captivity. So, you know, you're talking about taking care of an animal for a very long that, time. Yeah, that is a commitment. <laughs> And um, you said she weighed around five-ish? Yeah, a little less than five pounds. Mm -hmm. Do they get bigger than this? Um, about the standard? Yeah, that's about the standard size for a red yeah. slider. She okay. just looks weird since she's misshapen, but right. that's a pretty big... Um, size turtle for her. Um, why I wanted to do an episode um, about turtles is uh, this is the time of year when they, you know, they really start, we'll start to see them becoming more active as it gets warmer. And I just spoke with Jeff Brigler uh, about a month or so ago about how um, our amphibians and reptiles survive the winter time. And he was talking about how red-eared sliders, you know, they overwinter in the water. Mm -hmm. And he was saying how if, you know, we get warmer days, like we've kind of had a little bit of stretch right. of, of warm weather recently, we'll see them pop back up. And I was just walking my dog at a um, county park in, in Cole County that has a lake. And it, w it made me so happy because I saw about four or five red-eared sliders on a log, all sunning themselves, and everybody I passed, I had to point it out and say, look at the sliders, yes. look at the turtles. Yep. I yep. love I love the fact <laughs> that they're enjoying and, and out sunning in, in the warmer temperatures. Yes, I've seen some already this year, and so it's it's nice to see them out and about, although it's a little, you know, it's a little warm too early, I think, but, you know, it's... Well, and it's yeah. interesting, too, because, the, you know, they'll periodically just pop back up in the and then go back on warm days yeah mm -hmm. tell us a little bit more about red-eared sliders in general what do they what do they typically eat yeah that's a really good question so um, red-eared sliders are pretty opportunistic they're going to eat anything they can pretty much find out in the water so that can be plants that can be invertebrates that can be fish crayfish all sorts of things like that so for her she's on the move now <laughs> So um, for her, we'll feed her crayfish. And so we feed her actually crayfish. Um, we get crayfish shipped in from um, the Louisiana Crawfish Company. So they're like food grade crawfish. Um, but we also get crayfish from Tumbling Creek Cave. And so down at Tumbling Creek Cave, they're trapping the ringed crayfish, which is a native crayfish. But they're in invading the stream in the cave. And that's where the Tumbling Creek Cave Snail lives, which is a federally endangered cave snail that's only found at Tumbling Creek Cave. And so because of that, they're trapping the crayfish, thinking they might be eating the snails. Oh. And so we get the crayfish to feed our turtles. Oh, so it's kind of an awesome little, nice. you know. Perfect. Two birds, one stone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. So she gets crayfish. Um, we'll give her kale as a little nice vegetable to eat. Um, How does she like kale? Well, we stuff it in the crayfish, so she kind of gets oh, a surprise. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, kind of hide her, hide her vegetables yeah. that way. Uh, we'll feed her night crawlers, um, worms, or, I mean, uh, night crawlers, some fish, some uh, crickets, so we've a very diet. Um, and then she is on a medication for the rest of her life uh, with her gallbladder. She had some issues a couple years ago, and so um, she gets the, the medicine stuffed in the crayfish and the kale stuffed on top. <laughs> she's she's treated well here at she's Powder Valley. She's treated well, but yeah, in the wild, they're going to be opportunistic. They're going to eat plants. They're going to eat fish. They're going to eat crayfish. They're going to eat all sorts of invertebrates. I'm curious, do red-eared sliders have any predators? 
Yeah, they do, um, especially the younger ones. The bigger ones, probably not so much, but the, the little babies are going to have, all, you know, especially the eggs are going to be predated by snakes and raccoons and all sorts of things, especially in the young ones, too. When is their um, mating time? I know they, they lay eggs. Their egg time is anywhere from June to October. And so it's like, it's a wide variety. That's when they lay the eggs. So their mating time is that springtime when they're coming out, okay. um, that early, late spring, early summer. And then they'll be laying the eggs anytime between June and October. So then, that's <laughs> so we don't know exactly when her birthday is, but oh, sure, you know, sure. but yeah, sometime between that June and October time frame. It looks like she's shedding. Do turtles shed? They do. So all reptiles have scales, okay? And so snakes, when they shed, they shed in like usually one big thing, although, you know, sometimes it's in pieces, but right. you know, they have a hard, they have an easier time shedding their skin, but turtles, their, their scales are called scoots. 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 Okay. <laughs> so they, it's S-C-U-T-E-S. Okay, gotcha. Okay, I have to think about it for <laughs> and a so, um, like, they, they look like little armor, right, on the, or their backs, but they're actually little pieces of skin. I mean, there is bone, but then the, there's skin on top of it, too. Um, and that's oh. how they, they shed those on there. So you can see she has a hard time since she's old, so sometimes we have to help peel her, her uh, scoots off. Switching gears, how do you... How can you tell the sex of a of that's a turtle? That's a really good question. Is that an internal thing? Yes. That's yes. I because I know with snakes you can't really. Is there any external cues? Um, at well, all? for box turtles there are. Oh okay. Okay, so for box turtles, the male, um, the underside of their uh, shell, it's got like a dip. Okay, so it's got oh, like, like a little so instead divot? of flat, it's got a divot. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. then also for them, they have red eyes for the males. Box, Box turtle turtles. males have red, red eyes. Red eyes, and then the, the underneath the shell has the, the divot underneath, like a little like hole. Okay. Or not hole, but like a little, like, you know. It's a little concave. Concave, it, yeah. There. Yeah. Okay. But for these uh, turtles. <laughs> she's ex she's <laughs> curious. So she, when we first had her, she was thought to be a male. Right. Because I, re I remember I've talked about Peanut, and they're like, it's a he, right? And they said, no, she's a she. You know, yeah. there was, yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't until she had her ultrasound <laughs> that we found out that it was a, a female. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the turtles are, are a little bit more difficult to, these turtles are more the, difficult to sex. The yeah. readier sliders. Yeah. What other, um, I know snapping turtles are aquatic mm -hmm. turtles. What other, do we have any other aquatic turtles? We have quite a few aquatic turtles. In fact, most of our turtles are aquatic. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. so we've got our, our box turtles that are not aquatic. And then we have a few that are like semi-aquatic, uh, Blanding's turtles and stuff that are like semi-aquatic. They'll be in like marshes and stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, most of our turtles are actually aquatic, at least part aquatic most time most times of the year. Okay. So we have snapping turtles. We'll have um, our soft-shell turtles. We have musk, musk turtles of several different kinds. We have map turtles. Oh, the map turtles. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we've got most of our turtles are aquatic to semi-aquatic, and the only terrestrial ones we have that are all terrestrial would be the two box turtle species. Okay, oh, that's interesting. I, I didn't realize that we have more aquatic than yes. terrestrial turtles. Yes. Okay, <laughs> well, good to know. I'm glad that I asked. I mean, all, most of our turtles will come out and land at some point. Right, But right. then, you know, like I said, they're, most of our will be in the water, you know, at some part of their 
day. <laughs> Which makes sense why a lot of fisher, a lot of anglers can can accidentally catch turtles on their lines. Yes, and... in fact, I, I've had several fishing programs before um, at the Mississippi River, and they actually caught a couple turtles instead of fish. You know, oh, so yeah, yeah, but yeah. we were able to get them off okay. But yeah, it's it's amazing how how many people, how many fishermen catch turtles while they're fishing. Well, and I think that's a getting back to the to the anti littering thing. That's probably good something to note. Um, clean up all of your um, fishing line. Fishing line. Thank and you. Hooks. I don't know why I couldn't. Yeah, and your hooks. Um, you know, in addition to any of your you know litter that you yeah you any trash. kind of plastics you know because you don't want them ingesting plastic or styrofoam or you know anything like that. So in addition to getting caught, they can also ingest a bunch of of trash. So it's always good to clean clean up all the trash we can. This is definitely a positive impact that she's had to, to kind of be that mascot for, hey, pick up your trash. But on the flip side, it's sad because there are so many other animals that don't have the same success story that she has had. Right, right. absolutely. Yeah, so she's she's a very lucky turtle. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of um, not-so-lucky animals that, that succumb to the trash and litter, so... It's definitely a good awareness for people to really pick up their trash. Um, you know, when you have those Gatorade bottle rings or whatever, just cut them before you put them in the trash because that'll, if for some reason it gets away, you know, from the trash itself, then, then nothing, no animals can get stuck in there. It's really important that we protect our species, even though they're really, really common. You know, there's other turtles that are species of conservation concern. Yeah. And so you want to make sure that, you know, we, we protect our common species just as, like we're protecting our, our species of conservation concern. So just think of it that way as, you know, no littering and no pollution and try to avoid pesticides, especially around water, because that's what they're going to be eating are those inverts. So, um, yeah, and just... Really, you know, if you have a chance to pick up trash around conservation areas, or around your home, it's really a good way to help help out our, our critters. So for anybody who would like to come here to Powder Valley um, to see Peanut, where, where can they find her? Yeah, so we're open Tuesday through Saturday, uh, 8 to 5, um, and she is in our lobby. So she's right in between, or she's actually right next to our alligator snapping turtle and um, our common snapping turtle. So she's right in the lobby and right next to two aquatic turtles. Other uh, and so she she has her own little cage or uh, aquarium, but you know she's she's there visible every day. You know that we're open, so come on and see her. <laughs> well, and I'm sure you all know her backstory. Can answer any questions that yep. the that the public may have. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Okay. And we try to have like litter, like you know, litter pickups and and all that kind of stuff too to to kind of support you know more support of of. Uh, anti-littering and stuff so we we look for our programs that we have um and so you can go to our um our website and look for events and search powder valley or other other areas around you know that we have public programs you can come and see we have turtle programs we have amphibian programs we have all sorts of things that people can come and learn more about our wildlife to meet peanut for yourself and learn more about her story visit powder valley nature center in kirkwood while you're there I recommend strolling around the nature trails on the property for an extra special treat. Learn more about turtles in Missouri on our online field guide at missouriconservation.org. Thanks again to Shelly Kalatsky for taking the time to meet with me. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of Nature Boost. I'm Jill Pritchard with the Missouri Department of Conservation, encouraging you to break for turtles and to get your daily dose of the outdoors.